0: You got the very toxic third-wave feminist, and then you have like Andrew Tate. And they're both really sides of the same coin. They're using men and women as just material objects for their pleasure. And so we need to find something closer in the middle that actually heals society.
1: Mr. Kyle Orthodox, welcome on board for an interview. Looking forward to having a chat with you.
0: I know. I'm really excited about this. I've been looking at your channel, and you've had a lot of really great guests on, and I like a lot what you talk about, so excited for this
1: well same to you yeah so i've been taking a bit of a step more into what one could call the orthosphere <laughs> and the ortho bro um whatever environment and i don't know if you're willing to accept this but I, it seems to me like you're pretty much like the epicenter of the kind of meme filled ortho bro <laughs> uh world um and everything that's happening there um and and so I thought, well, yeah, that sounds like a great guy to have a chat with, and and I enjoyed watching your videos. The more I watch them, the more I like. I, it's hard to actually stop watching them as well. So yeah. uh, I've I've really uh, got a lot of value out of it, not just mm-hmm. from entertainment value, but also from a lot of good background, solid information, well-researched mm-hmm. uh, material, um, yeah. and
0: all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I. I don't identify as like an ortho bro, but you know, that's just a term that people call us. I think it's kind of funny and we own it, but yeah. And also I don't, there's, I don't think we have a name like the sphere, but I think that is a very accurate term to describe this great online Orthodox community that we have. And what I think is so great about this online Orthodox community is that it transitions really well into like the actual parish life. Like I always tell people to actually go to a church and like do this, in real life don't just watch a bunch of videos and stay at home and be chronically online i actually think people once they get all the true information they should be not online that much they should be you know focusing on their prayer life they should be focusing on growing their actual church and so it's really great and i feel like the online community is very interconnected all these different creators that we have from jay dyer to david urhan uh, we have really great clergy presence online, too, with uh, Father Peter Hears, uh, Father Josiah Trenum, Living Orthodox, Father Mikhail, uh, Father Spreed and Bailey from the UK. I mean, we really it's a global phenomenon that's going on. I mean, Orthodox meme squad. He's in Europe, too. We have people in Australia like Steadfast Godcast, uh, Patristics. I mean, there is really a channel that I think can reach everyone. Um, Like Jonathan Bijot has been done a great job, especially with his connection with Jordan Peterson of just reaching a broader audience. And the way he speaks, it's like no one else is talking like this. Like we have something so great in this online Orthodox community. Um, And we have just an extreme amount of depth. Um, and we have lots i mean we have everything we have people who who you can go and debate with on the crucible we have uh, andrew wilson and made by jim bob and you know jay and uh, church of the eternal logos and david patrick harry i mean we have something so great to offer for everyone Um, even for women too we have uh, jasmine theodora and rachel wilson i mean these are just a few of the many great creators that we have and that's why made this video called best orthodox christian youtubers is i want to spread awareness of these great channels that we have online i mean because a lot of people they just you know the algorithm isn't the most friendly to to us but you know once they find these great creators um you realize that you we have this have this gem and I, i guess the only bad thing about um the Orthodox creators is our videos tend to be super long and most people's attention spans aren't that long. Mm-hmm. And so when I found these great creators, I'm like, wow, this is so good. Like they deserve way, way more views. Like this is such good information. And so I feel I've been, you know, blessed. I've been able to like kind of fill this niche of shorter form content kind of really straight to the point, like listening to hours of Jay Dyer and David Erhan and Ubi Petrus and all these different people I can, bring their arguments just very easy to understand straight to the point. And I want to point to them too, because they deserve all the credit because, you know, they're the ones who did all the research. Um, but yeah, overall, I feel like we have such an amazing online community. It's the most in-depth community. It's and it's the true faith. It transitions well, and it's so welcoming. Like me, uh, converting to Orthodox Christianity, I watched all these people and then now that i started making videos you know they're just so willing to collab with new channels and share their videos so yeah it's just been a really great experience for me and i think anyone who who finds this it's really a gold mine of all these great online orthodox creators
1: yeah i certainly appreciated uh Kyle that uh, so the first email I got from you in your signature, it's there, How you know, find a church. <laughs> and then it's a link to finding a local church, yeah, uh, a yeah. local parish. And, and that's what I just hear everywhere I go. It's like, you know, of course, yes, there is a risk of people uh, only staying online and listening to a lot mm-hmm. of information and filling their heads and staying at home and not getting out there but what yeah. I continuously hear from all of the people, I, I think you're more into all of the different online channels than than I am, but I keep on hearing all the time repeated, like, you know, go and ask a local priest. This is what you hear also if you exactly. go into like various, you know, social media and people ask questions about like, what about the situation, what about the other situation? Then someone's always gonna say like, go and find, you know, ask your local priest. That, that's where you get some information from. So exactly. one, one thing I'd like to just spend a little more time on Carl, going into a little bit, you said you don't see yourself as an also so bro. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I just want to try and understand this topic the, or the the term a little bit better. What 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 do you think is meant by it? Um, yeah. I can I can mention two things. Uh, the first thing is uh, that actually just this week I was invited to a Telegram group with a bunch of Danish Orthodox guys uh, who are just spontaneously. There's not a lot of Orthodox converts in Denmark, but these are all you know, Orthodox yeah. converts, and the group is called Ortho Bros. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I thought, oh, well, great. That that's fantastic. It sounds like a, a super thing. So these are obviously some guys who I don't know if it might be playful or something like that, but that's yeah. the name of the group. And then I've also spent a long time thinking about the word um patriarchy and how the the word a word which signifies something incredibly good. It's really the rule of the father or the governance of the father, uh, as in we have a heavenly father in heaven. It's something that's really beautiful and good. And that's been in mainstream culture, being turned into you know signifying the root of all evil. And for people yeah. who don't have any knowledge of, can be incredibly good and kind and compassionate people, they don't have a knowledge and understanding of what Christianity is, then they just buy into this, that, this word patriarchy means everything evil. And so when I hear mm. also bros, I see mm. orthodox and brother, I think wow, yeah. those are two of the most beautiful things in the world. You know, the verse from from Psalms about what is it? You know, how sweet it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Um, yeah, and, and what better unity there could be than the also than orthodoxy. And mm-hmm. so, I just think like the the fact that author bro has become a little bit of like a negative word, that sinks a little bit to high heaven for me as something similar.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if it really is a bad word when most people hear it because I think there is a good way when you hear ortho, bro, it's something playful. It's like, you know, it is like a brotherhood. There's a lot of young men, especially converting to Orthodox Christianity because it's definitely the most kind of masculine version of Christianity because it is true Christianity. Um, but there also is some bad things when people say ortho, bro, when I think of the bad things of ortho bro. And this is what I wanted to kind of talk about the dangers and pitfalls that you don't want to fall into is being chronically online and just endlessly wanting to debate without charity. Not that debate is bad. Debate is actually really good, but we want to do it with love and charity. And I fell into this in the past with just being, you know, too memey, too polemical. And so I'm trying to definitely find a balance because I, I think memes are a great way to communicate information. They're really funny, um, but we don't want to it's like being right is important, but you also want to, you know, the, the Christian way of being right, you know, with love and charity where they actually, you know, you cor- you correct them and you bring them the truth, but you don't want to like destroy your relationship because you're just trying to own them super hard, mm-hmm. especially on Twitter. I think people don't. Like online people act differently than they do in person. Um, even me. And I've been trying to work on that is to be more consistent of how I am uh, offline versus o- online because I'm, you know, really, you know, just chill and happy uh, offline. But sometimes I'm a little bit too like polemical or over the top in some of my past YouTube videos. So I think just don't spend all your time like debating on Twitter or debating these things like spend more time praying. Um you know, still, you know, bring people the truth, but just, it also matters like how you say it and the right way. And so I think that's really important, but honestly, I'm a really big uh, proponent of not being online. Like, even though we have this great community, um, I actually used to have this channel called Christian Simplicity, where I talked a lot about like minimalism and, you know, getting off social media. And I really think that's how people should live is like, don't have Instagram, don't have TikTok or Twitter. YouTube is the one that I think is worth having because there's a lot of educational information on it. And I think you should do that in moderation. But I think really people should not be chronically online. So I think the negative connotation of the word ortho bro is someone who's chronically online and maybe they know all this like true information, but they they they're like losing the spirit of Christianity because they just want to they just want to like bat people over the head when it also matters the way that you do it. So I think finding that balance, um, hopefully we can reclaim the word ortho bro. Cause you know, sadly masculinity is under attack in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, everything they try and subvert, like just like guys being together, they have to make it, um, they have to make it like sexual or they have to, they just, they just want to subvert any sense of like brotherhood or friendship. And I think that's really important is that we, um, are a good testimony to that of like real brotherhood, real, like the church should be our uh, our family and that should be in person. Like, it's so important that that's in person and not spending too much time online. Cause I also, I think spending too much on t- time online can lead us into doom scrolling and despair. But it's like, if you're just folk, like spending time, like growing your local church, maybe starting a book club, joining the church board, um, you know, going to Vespers, and divine liturgy and not on Twitter, like you're going to have more spiritual growth. It's going to be, it's going to be good for you. You're going to positively affect the people around you. Um, I think St. Seraphim of Sarov said, you know, acquire a peaceful spirit and thousands around you will be saved. So I think that's what people should focus on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: so my full-time job that I actually do, and this is what manifest is about is we, yeah. we run a network of men's groups And these groups uh, support each guy to create a personal vision for what he wants to achieve in his life. uh, What are his, and then, you know, sets concrete goals and like, okay, the next quarter, the next three months, I want to do this and this and this, Um, and then working on daily habits. And so these groups, they meet once a week and they talk about their progress, but then the members of the group, each guy has to call up a buddy every single day at a fixed time. (laughs) And you check in, what's the most important thing that I need to do today? And am I doing it? And and this is something that, you know, I've I've I started doing this because after many years as a kind of like, you know, exploring all kinds of other different stuff away from Christianity. Uh, then I realized, like, I needed this stuff. So, you know, talking yes. about not being online, I actually just from the beginning of this year, now this is my phone, <laughs> uh, because oh, I just nice. found like, I, I'm actually not able to master my attention and direct it purposefully yeah. all the time, unless I actually make some pretty hard structures for myself. And so I've needed support of other people. And I've also needed, you know, a family and I've needed to have like, you know, specific, you know, structural decisions that, you know, if I just have that phone in my pocket all the time, then I go sitting on the toilet. Next thing I know is I'm sitting there scrolling (laughs) on my phone, looking at some completely useless stuff, right? And so I think that there's a real value in the wake-up call that comes from this information that's being put out in the orthodox sphere. And um, I think, you know, when we brought out, started talking about Jay Dyer for the first time, I'd actually never really seen his material. I'd never got into that. I (laughs) I came through the kind of Jordan Peterson, Jonathan Peugeot route, much more. Um, And so... I didn't really know what it was all about, but then I started looking at Jay Dyer and I was just like, well, this guy's just like a guy who's really good at debating and he <laughs> has happened to, he's also a comedian and doing all kinds of other stuff, but he happens yeah. to be really good at debating and he he's an Orthodox Christian and so he debates this ontological argument. He's really strong with it. You know, it's like, so and 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 that's what he does and he does it well and he gets a lot of attention from it and people become mm. aware of it. If it wasn't for that, then there's this whole segment of people who would never hear about orthodoxy. So I yeah. think people are like expecting Jay Dyer because he's talking about the orthodox faith. He has to be like perfectly living a saint-like life at the same time as well. And that's mm-hmm. obviously not what he's doing, right? Like, I mean, I don't know him personally. At all. I, I don't know how well you know him, but it seems like he's just like a guy who, like you know, likes playing basketball and you know, talking <laughs> yeah. about stuff. But I haven't looked into his conspiracy theory stuff like that. That's that's like a bridge. <laughs> yeah, um, you know that's that seems to me as well. Like, okay, I'm probably I think that there there can be also a draw for guys to like go a lot into a whole lot of conspiracy theories. And yeah, I really prefer the positive direction of like yes. a, a vision for society and paradise, and the kingdom of heaven, and how we're stepping into that.
0: Yeah, I think that's so great that you have. Like, that's what we should all want to do is hold other, especially other guys accountable because young, especially young men need that because I feel like there's just, there's there's a lot of wandering. There's not a lot of structure. And I think especially young men need that structure. And that's what the church gives them. It's like, you know, a spiritual boot camp and you're going to go through it with other guys. You should be going through it with your priest and you should be, you know, growing closer, to christ and you should be growing closer to each other and hopefully you should all be working towards your salvation but it can also be working towards other goals like getting physically fit um one of of my good friends actually made a video on how the gym prepared him for the orthodox spiritual life like it's like going to the gym you have to you know go there um consistently you have to have that you have to have that structure and you can't be too rigorous about it too like you want to like go to the gym Uh, make it a permanent lifestyle change, just like your prayer life. Like you want to make sure that this is going to define you for the rest of your life. And maybe some days you don't feel like going to the gym, but you should still go, even if it's for a little bit and your prayer life is the same way. You know, some days you're not gonna be able to pray as long, but just praying consistently, like guys need that structure and they need to keep each other accountable because you know, no one else, no, you know, no one really feels bad for you. No one's looking out for you. So you should be looking out for other, other guys. I mean, I mean, you should be looking out for everyone, but especially, mm-hmm. um, other guys, other, um, you know, new people in the church. Um,
1: so what, what are you hearing from your audience and what from people you're hearing from Kyle? Do you, do you get the sense that guys are watching your videos? Obviously then they're attracted to go look at, obviously they're going to, at some point going to look at a, a church or a local parish, if they find it, are they finding a, accessible parish in their own language which they're able to actually engage with and where there's a decent local catechesis that's offered to them uh is that's what's happening because yeah yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah for the most part that's what i've been hearing they i get so many messages on instagram and email and i love being able to have that relationship with my audience on email and Twitter and Instagram but they reach out to me and they're like wow this is so amazing like going to the divine liturgy my priest is so great i've met lots of other young people too and even at my own church i've met people who have came because of my videos and that's like really interesting to see that like this online community that we have is actually making a, a real difference and that they're able to find an actual community and they're just so thankful and i i hope that they can just keep passing it forward. You know, not everyone needs to make videos, but you can just be a good example in your life. And maybe your family will get interested. Maybe your, your friends will get interested. And again, don't like force it down their throat, but it's just when they see the positive changes in you and you share your faith in a positive way, then they're going to be more interested. So I think, um, orthodoxy is like, obviously the best thing that a person could have, like to have that, you know, the, the true church, the true teachings, all these great writings. I mean, just the depth of orthodoxy mm-hmm. is uh, unlike anything, like you're not gonna find it in um, Protestantism or Catholicism. I think of it, a lot of the people who have converted to orthodoxy now were like early adopters, because I think this is the long-term trend is Protestantism is kind of imploding. The Catholic church is imploding. People need structure and order. And like, if you're going to devote your life to something, you don't want something that's constantly changing and not consistent. And orthodoxy has been the rock. I mean, the Holy Spirit, you know, guides the church. We have, you know, an amazing divine liturgy. We have, you know, the true teachings. We still make amazing saints, even in modern times. And, you know, there's many saints living today, but it's just so great. I think everyone is going to eventually find that bedrock. And as more people convert, especially in Europe, you're going to get more convert priests. And then I think there will be a huge wave that's that's coming. And we're just at the very, very, very early start. But
1: I definitely have the idea like this. There's, there's yeah. like five to 10 percent of the population here. If they knew what orthodoxy was, they, yes, they, they would become orthodox. But it's yeah. going to take some time to to get that word out. And there's so many misunderstandings yeah. out there. But Kyle, I'd like like to talk a little bit more about just this whole orthosphere, if we can use that Mm -hmm. term actually. Like, so when I I told my wife, like, oh, I'm gonna be talking to this guy called Orthodox Kyle. (laughs) Do you know who he is? And she was like, no, I haven't heard of Orthodox Kyle. So so I said, well, it's basically like this pretty polemical guy who makes like these really (laughs) argumentative videos and there's a lot of memes in them. And there's a lot of like sound effects (laughs) and stuff like that. Yeah. And she was like, well, that sounds really, like that sounds really non-serious. And so I said, well, I don't think so. Like I think it's really like you're meeting people where they are. And the exactly, fact yeah. is that there's so many people that their life is just immersed in this kind of stuff. And so it's just so vital that that Orthodox Christianity is also accessible out there. And yeah. you know, they're they're looking for the good arguments. And and you know, we do have the good arguments, you know. So when when I in my personal search came to looking okay, Protestantism looks a little iffy, so Let's look at these old churches, Orthodoxy and Catholicism. And then, yeah, it would just became clear so very so fast, like where yeah. where the meat was, right as well. And 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 so I think you know, it's important to be putting that case out there and making that yeah making strongly because uh, there's yeah. a lot of misinformation out there as well.
0: Yeah, and I think of my channel as a pipeline to the higher level content. I don't want people just. I don't have all the answers. I'm still very new. That's why I tell them go to a, go to a, an actual church, talk to a priest they've lived it they've gone to seminary if you have the like very i mean i want to do my best to and i have a lot of answers to a lot of very common questions because people ask them so much but yeah i want to point them to the actual parish so they can you know grow closer there and then also these other channels because these other orthodox channels deserve way more views than they have like the amount of research that jay does it's just it's it's crazy the amount of research that david patrick Carey does on church eternal logos it's like this is like Super, super high level content, but it's just, um, yeah. I wanna, I wanna bring, I wanna us to all grow together, and so that's what it, I. Oh yeah, and then I started my channel, the OrthoCast, which mm-hmm. I wanted to, uh, get some, start collecting like archive of why people are converting to Orthodox Christianity, and that's been really great because now I get to collab with so many people, um, like YouTubers, and then also just people that I meet. Uh, in real life or online, because there's so many people that I meet at church and I'm like, you are so amazing. You're so knowledgeable, but they don't, they're just busy with life. And it's just, i if I can just put the spotlight on them and be like, you know, there's just so many amazing people in orthodoxy online and offline. And a lot of the great people like offline, they deserve, like, it's just crazy how much knowledge and like what, what they know in their story. And so being able to share that too, is, you know, I want to, make my channel just a you know outreach to i mean a lot of it is outreach to zoomers and uh you know young men mm-hmm. but i want to expose them to these great um resources
1: yeah so, yeah so kyle i mean be good to hear your views as well on you know i i run this channel on masculinity and manhood mm-hmm. and that's yeah. something that is under attack these days yeah. and vanishing um and i think it can sometimes also cause a pendulum to swing too far the other way yes uh and and that's sometimes then we kind of go for like very superficial markers of manhood uh Mm -hmm. and so you see that in kind of like the gangster mentality or something like that uh, of Mm -hmm. you know extreme ultra you know machoism or something like that yeah um what's your approach where 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 do you think you find uh, a good thing? I mean, obviously, we can say like, okay, we just need Jesus Christ as the perfect model, but you know, if (laughs) we kind of have to come like some levels down from there, like, how do you, (laughs) yeah, how do you, how do you adjust like your approach to conversations online and and offline, perhaps?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question, and this is something that I think we all face as young men, and we see this a lot online. At least this is what happened with me: is that you're basically. this toxic femininity, and it tries to destroy all masculinity. And that just makes a lot of reactionaries of people like you're talking about on the exact opposite of the pendulum, um, and making men like actually toxically masculine. Sadly, that term is just so overused and weaponized. But it's like the amount of attack on masculinity is creating actual problems and creating actual toxic masculinity as a reaction to toxic femininity and so i've become aware of that that i you know i was too reactionary on these ideas and this isn't what actually this isn't actually what i want this isn't what the bible teaches and so i've been trying to find a balance of not you don't want to just be reacting to your enemy you want to have something that's actually solid and true and even your enemies are going to make some correct points and we have to acknowledge that so mm-hmm. i think there and this is something that's currently being we're, we're seeing happen with something like the manosphere that was the video that you saw from me where i tried to kind of communicate this well the manosphere will bring up things that are that are true like there are a lot of inequalities for men in society and there's reasons like di- divorce isn't um, you know, fair to men, um, all all these different, you know, they're the men's rights groups, they do have points. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also need to listen to the other side to make sure we are fostering a healthy society, because that's honestly what the devil wants, is the devil wants us to just be in our corners, you know, like, you got the you know the the very toxic third wave feminist and then you have like andrew tate and they're they're both really sides of the the same coin they're using men and women as just materialist material objects for their pleasure and Mm -hmm. so we need to find something closer in the middle that can actually heal society because Mm -hmm. we don't want to just own the other person because we have to like live with the live with these people we want to actually bring people closer together and not have such a polarized you don't want the sexes polarized because they should be coming together to have a, a family so i think it all comes with you need to listen to everyone you i think you should listen to you know manosphere people see what they're saying listen to the toxic feminists see what see what they're saying I think both sides at different points are, you know, irrational. And Mm -hmm. so we need to come closer together. And actually the goal should be marriage and, you know, the proper roles for men and women. So this is something that we can do by reading the lives of the saints. There's lots of books on, on married saints of what the role of men as the father are women as, as a mother, but we, it's really difficult because we don't want to fall into black and white thinking because it's just so incredibly nuanced. And it's really difficult to do that because everything like we just want to pick a side, um, but we need to, you know, have a nuanced position that um, and see, okay, you're right on this. Oh, you're wrong on this. And we just don't want to fall into being a hyper reactionary because it's going to make us very, sad and black pilled in the world and also it's just not um it's not christian we need yeah. to yeah we need to find that peace in christ so yeah so
1: i actually just did an interview with uh the general secretary of the danish men's council or men's rights council yeah um and there was just a recently a documentary on their group in danish television and what i watch these guys. And yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about. Like they're very reactionary. Yeah. They're pointing out some terrible injustices in the world. Yes. Um, but they're not getting a lot of traction at all. And mm-hmm. lot, they're not getting, they're getting more sympathy and traction today than they are. I think, you know, the, the approaching of war around the boundaries of Europe, uh, or yeah. even inside Europe is, yeah. is, is, is making people a little bit more attentive to like, okay, maybe we need these guys. We can't just, treat like dirt because we need them to go and fight yeah. for us a little bit sometimes <laughs> again maybe yeah. soon but what i think you're you were touching on which makes a lot of sense to me and actually this is something that really came through to me in, in a personal way in my conversation with jay dyer that i had uh just two weeks ago uh or no just before christmas yeah. um this is the fact that what it's not so much the points of the conversation what's being said between feminists and men's rights activists. It's the foundational, shared foundational assumptions, which is often materialist foundational assumptions built on an understanding of a, you know, kind of evolutionistic uh, materialist worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Jay actually said to me, he said like, you know, at at the end of the day, it comes down to, do you actually believe in the genesis account of the creation of the world uh, by God? Uh, or, you know, do you just see it as some kind of like vague, you know, poetic mm-hmm. story like thing or something like that? Yeah. And personally, I've pro- perhaps even as an Orthodox Christian, I've tended a little bit towards the kind of, you know, Jonathan Peugeot, symbolic, also read Language of Creation, found incredibly valuable um, uh, and and useful to, do you know, uh, Mathieu Peugeot's uh, Language of Creation. Um, I haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great book that he's not orthodox himself, but it really mm-hmm. looks at like the sim- symbolism of the Genesis account and has some incredibly beautiful, inspiring points in it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it reminded me when Jay said that to me that I had read, uh, Father Seraphim Rose's work. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was, I, th- I think it yeah. was on the Genesis creation and early. Marriage. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, I hadn't read the whole book, but I'd really been challenged by some of that stuff where he just like repeatedly like hammers at home, like all of the church fathers, they believe the story literally. And as Christians, we needed to believe the story literally as well. And it's kind of scary to admit that publicly and to also say it in front of like non-Christians as well. Like you can get shamed, you can get like, you know, Basically, yep. like laughed at or something like that. If you mm-hmm. if you say like, well, actually, I th- I think that you know, you know, So anyway, so I've been I've been, I've just been rereading that this weekend now as well, and I, and I see like it's it's really that I can't heal the rift between men and women. I can't heal society, but what yeah. I can heal is a broken perception of reality inside my own soul. Uh, and yeah. when I do that, <laughs> then these things start getting fixed, right?
0: Exactly. That's the perfect way to put it is it really starts in the inside that we need to have that radical change. We need to heal our soul, our soul, which we can only do with, you know, the divine physician, uh, Christ. But yeah, and Genesis is symbolic, but it also is literal. That is a, a great book by Father Sarah from Rose. And I've actually talked about that a lot on my channel is the the literalism and like the deep theological meanings of this. And the thing is, is that when you actually bring it up in front of other people, if you are well-researched and you just like kind of question again, questioning their foundation is like, okay, why do they believe in these certain things? Like the universe is billions of years old. And then you start questioning, okay, the the dating methods that they use to do that. And they realize that their foundation isn't as solid as they think it is and you know the, the fossil record and all these things um you know that that's a whole another stream but it's been really interesting for me you know because i wasn't raised with any religion i was taught you know uh Dar- neo-darwinism and everything in school and so to actually be exposed to the creationist position it took a while for me and it took a, actually a philosophy of science class for me to actually start to question and look deeper into these things and to study things like the problem of induction and you know it's uh it's been it's been very interesting for me to learn more about that and i feel like we are really creationists because either way the universe was created if they believe it's big bang or or god so we're all creationists it's just we're talking about um you know the the age of of these things so yeah that's been very big that's a big paradigm shift for a lot of people but you're totally right is um, with, you know, the feminist and with the manosphere, like their foundation is materialism and we need to put everything in its proper context, be in the proper paradigm, which is, you know, orthodox Christianity. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, so that was the point that really struck me reading just in the introduction of that book yeah. that I from Rose was that evolutionary theory is actually not science, it's philosophy, it's metaphysics, yeah, because it it's, it's the pre-assumption that the cause of, the human race of the spe- species different species is found in the material world and you yeah. you've pre-excluded uh, any spiritual explanation and so yeah. that flies obviously directly in the face of and then so once you've assumed that already then you go out and you look for evidence for it and that's what the evolutionists have done and they found evidence that supports their theory but you yeah. know, whatever your theory is you're going to find if you if you rule out all other causes then yeah. you're going to find some kind of yep. explanation right and so mm-hmm. So that's what's what struck me, and I'm it's it's still working a little bit. Um yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, you can always reinterpret things to fit your worldview, whatever it is. We can look at the same exact piece of evidence, but come to different conclusions about it because it all that's why we need to argue at that paradigm level, which is so great that Jay does because most people don't. Most people, it's like they're just playing, you know, chess. And they're not even questioning the board, the chairs, like the the bigger picture of this is like, why are you doing this? When really, that's what you should do. You should go to that absolute bedrock of their argument and go for that. Why would you grant them anything when?
1: It was so I, yeah. just a couple. One of the things I saw was like this rationality rules guy uh, talking <laughs> yeah. to Jonathan Peugeot and yeah. <laughs> he was talking about like how like you know his worldview was just so much more logical and obvious. Yeah. Then Jonathan Peugeot's worldview. And then like, he, he says like, yeah, you know, like we're just primates. And, you know, we, we <laughs> yeah. know that we're like on yeah. this rock that's flying around the sun, yeah. and yeah. billions of years old. And Jonathan was like, oh, really? Like, is is that like the most obvious thing to you that you're a primate based, like have, <laughs> having having like primary, you know, it's, like, it's like, yeah. like, like Jonathan's perspective is just like, you know, like I wake up in the morning and you know, I get out of bed, like I'm, <laughs> there's consciousness about like reality. Yeah. He doesn't need more assumptions than that. Really, was this other guy? He has all these scientific theories that he thinks are just obvious, but they, he's actually resting on you know a long, long line of of, of development exactly. of thought that he's yeah. not even aware of and doesn't completely <laughs> understand himself.
0: Yeah, no, I I actually saw that stream. That was a really good stream, but it's just like they, you know, the language that Jonathan Peugeot talks in versus the way that they're thinking. Like they just, it's it's just so different that they can't see like. Yeah, of course, no one thinks I'm a primate when I'm awake. It's just a very weird way to approach the world. Yeah. Um, but good. Well, Kyle, um, thanks so
1: much for taking the time to have a conversation. Anything that you like to? I mean, I'll, I'll put the link for your descri- your 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 channel into the show. I highly recommend people to go check it out. Especially, uh, I think you have a, a talent for pointing out the differences between the Catholic and the and the Orthodox Church. That's what I've seen a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, on your channel, um, maybe what? Yeah, what are you personally wanting to do to dive into as well? You could maybe spend last minutes talking. What, what are you working on at the moment, or where where are things going? Ooh, so I've got
0: I've got a lot of things planned. I want to continue to interview a lot of different people on the OrthoCast. And it's great because I am able to you know, hear these great stories, but then I'm also able to <clears throat> condense them into videos of like why Americans are converting to orthodoxy. I've already made two, uh, two parts. I plan to make part three and four and five. And eventually, oh, I mean, it's very sustainable what I'm what I'm doing. And so I'm very optimistic about just getting all these different testimonies of why Americans are converting to orthodoxy, why Cradle Orthodox are staying in the faith too. I think that's another important question Mm -hmm. or another important uh, thing that's going on is making sure that people are staying in the church. I also want to highlight Orthodoxy around the world, like how it's in Europe, in in Australia. So I plan to continue to make uh, the videos that I'm I'm making, but I want to definitely be more mature and more, I feel like some of my old videos, I was a little bit like obnoxious And maybe the word is uh, a shit posting, even though I don't I don't think cussing is good, but it's just that's an accurate word of what my very, very early videos were doing. Like, I didn't have that many subscribers, so I was just like having fun. And then these huge channels would end up replying to my videos and then I would get caught in this weird thing. So, yeah, I'm just trying to find, you know, I want to be a good example of Orthodox Christianity online. I want to give solid reasons for why you shouldn't be an atheist, why you shouldn't be a muslim, why you shouldn't be catholic, why you shouldn't do the eastern religions. Um I want to keep collabing with other people like your channel, like like Jay and and David and and lots of new channels. I mean I see new channels popping up every day. Mm-hmm. There's this great new channel called Harmony that is producing this really well-made um orthodox like art story. It's just it's an amazing channel. But it's just so great to see this growing community. I plan to keep Highlighting why people are converting. I want to, you know, keep highlighting also the flaws in other worldviews. And I also want to focus more on the future on giving like kind of practical life advice because that's why I originally started YouTube was my like minimalism channel. And I have a few videos on Kyle Orthodox about why you should stop playing video games, why you should go to college, why you should um, like motivational things. Like, I think I like that, Mm -hmm. that that's your approach too, is like positive things that young people, young guys need to be doing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Great. Well, thanks very much, uh, Kyle. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely love to keep up the conversation going. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we'll make sure we'll be in touch. Awesome. God bless. God. Yeah. (laughs)